What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Keeping Up with Cash. It's Cash Money Morgan, your host. I uh, hope you guys have been doing so well. It feels like it's been so long, but it really hasn't. Um, so I have an amazing guest here with me today. We just became best friends. Um, she's like the best person ever. Uh, so please give a warm welcome to Callie Carroll. Thank you. I for did the wrong introduction. <laughs> of course, always. So, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, I wish it didn't snow today. It's I know. Not spring weather. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, not a fan. Not a fan. Um, zero, stars. zero stars. Zero stars. So, uh, Callie is someone that I really have looked up to. She's someone that I kind of sought out, and I was like, "Hey, like, I think you're just an awesome, beautiful person, and I want you on this podcast," which because... totally melts my heart. <laughs> Um, and after talking to you, I'm like, can I adopt you as my little sister, please? Yes, you can. You absolutely can. Uh, I'm there. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of just want to get into who you are. So can you kind of just give a little bio, if you will, kind of like what you do, where you grew up and yes. stuff like that? Buckle up. Cause it's crazy. <laughs> um, so I grew up in Springfield, Missouri and I was an athlete. That was basically my life. I went to Drury to start out with, I played volleyball there I knew that I wanted to be a news anchor since I was like 12 years old. So I ended up transferring from Drury to Missouri State because I had more opportunities in the broadcast field. And I graduated from undergrad at Missouri State. I went, my first job out of college was in Greenville, Mississippi. Um, it was with the CBS affiliate there and I was the morning news anchor. And when I took the job, there was a possibility that my TV station in Mississippi was going to be chosen for a reality TV show. Oh my gosh, stop. Yes. That's my dream. <laughs> okay, so I was 22, just out of college, and I was like, they're not gonna pick our station. Like, that's not gonna happen. And so my first day on air when I got there was the first day that they were filming the pilot for this potential reality TV show. So I was double nervous because I had like my normal cameras and then I had cameras for the reality yeah. show. Well, they ended up picking our station. So I had been there three months and then I had cameras following me 24 seven for four months. Oh my gosh. Yes. So the reality show it was called Breaking Greenville and it was on True TV. Y'all go check it out right now. <laughs> like you're like, oh, Ozark's not on. Well, Breaking Greenville is. So. Breaking Greenville. So it was a really fun experience. Obviously, being involved in TV and stuff, I really liked seeing the behind the scenes of reality TV. Um, it was it was an experience. I, I was 23 when we started shooting. It was the most stressful time of my life because you're already kind of insecure about starting your career. And I was like, my career is going to be over because I just didn't know how they were going. It was about local news. That was the show. Interesting. And so I was like, they could make me be the villain. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> they could cancel um, me they before I even get started. Me. I was so nervous. <laughs> and luckily they were, they treated me awesome. And I was like the hard working rookie. And so they were so good to me, but at the time I was just a nervous wreck. So anyway, so after I did that, um, I had to stay there. I couldn't get a job elsewhere until it aired. And so after the first- Were you like under contract and stuff? Yes, and yes. And it just led me to some really, really awesome opportunities. I got to be a spokeswoman for Subway um, while I was, you yes. Like so if you do watch the show, watch for product placement because I have Subway in every episode. Um, so there were some really cool things that came with that. But um, my future TV station, they saw the reality TV show and they're like, uh, we need to hire this girl. So that's actually my next job was in 
Southern Illinois, um, and I was a morning news anchor there. It was with the ABC affiliate. And so I was there for three years, and I was actually looking to jump to the Nashville market. That was my wow. next market. Um, and my dad got sick, and I wanted to be closer to family. So I came back. I took a job in Springfield, and so I was the director of athletics development at Missouri State University, which is kind of a man's go world. Go Bears. Yes, go Bears. Always go Bears. <laughs> but I had athletics, obviously a man's world, and so yeah. I had all the challenges that dealt with that, but I loved it. And while I was there, I just went ahead and got my master's um, in professional management, sports administration. And then I've now been in my role here. Um, I am the VP of business development, shareholder relations for Old Missouri Bank. And I've Heck been yeah. <laughs> Look at so, that title. <laughs> yeah. So I've been here for a year now. And that basically that job came from the connections I made while I was at Missouri State. So wow. talk about a weird, diverse business background from news anchor to athletics to banking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely a weird background, but it's, I've loved every part of the journey. It's amazing. So would you say, um, uh, like for television and being on mm -hmm. this reality show, do producers really embellish everything or? 110%. <laughs> so I was lucky. I loved my producers. So the same producers, um, Teen Mom. And oh, really? Yes. And some other, I mean, so The Office, same producers as that as well. So it shot like The Office, um, very much like the quick scenes and um, it was it was a fun experience, but there were definitely the, some behind the scenes nuggets. They would try to they always wanted to be go on a date because i was the young of course yes they wanted me to go on a date it's like me at work yes <laughs> exactly and i was like i'm not doing this like i'm not doing this i'm not doing this and so they would like bribe me they would like drop me you know some money or they would send me flowers they'd be like callie please go and i would never go on a date i'm like you guys literally are with me all the time you follow me to the gym you follow me to the grocery store like no wow and at that time <laughs> in my life i was not interested in dating at all anyway yeah and so i was like this would be 100 percent fake <laughs> so anyway so yeah it was there were there were also scenes that would definitely be set up so like this girl that they really wanted me to have a rivalry with they would just have her call me randomly i'm like why would this girl call me right. anyway so yeah but it definitely made That's for hilarious. good tv right so, right so everyone who loves The Bachelor, uh, yes. that's how it goes. Yes, it's fake news. It's fake. So would you say you were just, like when you were in college, you were just very passionate about broadcasting? Very much so. So I knew that I, since I was like 12 years old, I wanted wow. to be a news anchor. Um, I started out in sports news and sports broadcasting. And then I had a story that was about um, a woman who had brain cancer and so it kind of transitioned me into news. And I thought, you know, I can impact more people if I do news instead of sports. Um, so that's how I got into news. And I, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. I had a segment called Callie on the Job. And so I was cute. able to go and try all the jobs. So I had a different job every week for two and a half years. So I tried, I did everything from like be a sea lion trainer. This feels like yes. a movie to me. It was me. so fun. <laughs> so I was a sea lion trainer. I gave someone a tattoo. I um, was a logger, like cutting down trees. So you name a job, I've wow. probably done it. Yeah, it was, I was at a cricket farm where there were crickets jumping all over me and worms and 
Yeah, all the things. But yeah, the tattoo. Her resume is literally like an so encyclopedia. If you, need, if you need a tattoo, I have done it. Kelly, you don't even want to tell me that because I love tattoos. The only thing I could draw, though, was an ice cream cone. I was like, I can do an ice cream cone or a snowman. And so you have this big old muscular. Really into like too cold. Oh, yeah. You have this muscular Harley guy. And I was like, I can do you um, an ice cream cone. He's like, oh, okay. So he has like a six inch ice cream cone on his leg with all these like skulls oh. around them. Hey, you know, I mean, yeah, all right. They don't really care. Like, I know. He's like, you know, I think my daughter will like it. Okay, I'm glad I can Amazing. give you something. Yes. I'll have to hit you up because I'm kind of a fiend for tattoos. <laughs> um, but transitioning. So now you're here in this corporate setting. You guys, if I could show you where I'm at right now, it is like the most beautiful conference room in the whole world. Um, but let's just talk about kind of... Uh, women in business. Absolutely. So definitely it can be challenging being a woman in the corporate world. 100%. Um, yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that or? Yes, for sure. So I think I really got a taste of it moving into, well, I mean, even in my first job at my first news station, they cut eight inches off of my hair. So I would look older because I was 22 years old anchoring this morning show. And so that was the first step of, you know, okay, I'm not, I'm not a young girl anymore. I have to And then in 30 older. years, it'll be like, oh, you need Botox. Yeah, you need like, like, exactly. What is our exactly. life? Like, <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of how it started. And I was young in the newsroom and trying to like lead the newsroom. So I think that's when, you know, you kind of start taking on those leadership roles and really trying to make your voice. But then when I transitioned into college athletics, the best advice I like have received, my dad, he's since passed away, but he was the best mentor for me. And he told, I was so frustrated. I was like, dad, I'm sitting at these tables with all of these men and they just won't listen to me. They won't listen to me. And he goes, Callie, stop trying to be one of the guys and take the fact that you're female. That sets you apart. That is your biggest strength. You run with that. That's huge. And I, you know, he told me, he's like, Callie, every single male at that table, you know, they're middle-aged white men. They have nothing else different. You're the only person that brings a different aspect and a different viewpoint and to the table. And a different outfit. And like a different <laughs> outfit. Exactly. So I took that, you know, and it really did make a difference because I started going at it in a different way. I used my skill set. So as a female and myself, I am a, a good listener. I'm a good communicator. Um, I think women also sometimes really, really value detail. And so I really took those things. And at that time in my life, you know, I listened to the coaches because that's who I was dealing with. And I really got to learn their stories. And I was able to take those stories and tell donors and fans and, and really tell their stories. And yeah. that's something that the men didn't really do. That just wasn't their thing. So I totally found my role and just, you know, little things like sending all of our fans handwritten thank you cards or, you know, inviting wives to these things. It wasn't yeah. just the men that we were marketing to invite the wives too. So those were things, you know, that the men maybe didn't think about. Mm -hmm. um, and so I brought a different, and it made these men respect me a lot more. So wow. that was like the first taste that I really got. And so then when I got to this job, I'd really found my role as a woman. And so now my job is basically to love on people. I mean, that is like my role is yeah. taking care of higher net worth clients and making sure they're happy and loving on them and making sure that, you know, they're taken care of. So I think this role was created because I found my voice at a young age. That's so powerful. I mean, there's a quote that says too, the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is in the details. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you prove that you show that. And obviously just promotion, everything like you're living that. And that's, 
so amazing. Yes, it's I'm, so powerful. You know, and I'm so grateful. I currently, my CEO, like I could talk about him all day. He values women. And that was the biggest thing that I was like, I want to work for him. Yeah. You know, I want to work for a man that not only sees what I do, he saw me in my relationships with people as a skill set, which I never really thought of that. I'm like, this is just what I do is talk to people yeah. and love on people. And he's like, I want you to come do that for my company. You know? Mm -hmm. And so not only did he see what I did as valuable, but he also like wants me to be the best version of myself and to yeah. have a, a man that, you know, is your boss to want you to shine. It, it's been the greatest thing. And I've really blossomed since I've gotten in this role because he supports me. And yeah. I'm like, I would run through a wall for my boss. I mean, he is, he's incredible. Yeah. And so that's the, the other thing that, you know, if you find someone, I think money is important. Yes. But the biggest thing is having someone who creates a culture that you want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And that's something that like, I would, this job, I mean, again, banking, like I don't dress like a banker. I don't look like a banker. I don't think like a banker, but I am so happy in my role because I am valued and my skill sets are also valued. Powerful. And Kelly and I were literally talking about like how she got her job and how I got my job. And I feel the same way about my CEO. And it's just, I mean, we walk in here and it's, it's so true, but it's honestly so true in the sense as well, like if I need to go to a vendor, we don't go to anybody. We go to people we have a relationship with, you know? And so everything. you go out there and you network and you do your thing. And I mean, that is some of the biggest things that skill sets and I'm, I'm like losing my train of thought, but that's literally the big, I'm like, <laughs> yes, the biggest skill set that you can use. And they don't always teach that at college and stuff like that. And those, you know, the relationships you have with people not only can lead to other jobs, but it's that's what I built my brand on. My brand has been on people trusting me and people taking care of people and knowing that if they call me and ask me one time, it's going to be done. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, so I just, I think it's also important how you treat people and you never know, you never know who you're going to come in contact with. That's right. And you know, my dad, he was amazing, amazing businessman, but he, no matter if it was a janitor or a CEO of a company, he treated people the same. And I, that's, kind of the way that I learned is, you know, you never know who you're going to come in contact with and what they're going to think of you. So it's, it's important whether you treat the wait staff or whether you treat, you know, people that you are in retail, whatever it is, treat yeah. people with respect because you never know who's watching you never know. and you never know who, who they really are. So. Yeah. Everyone's got a story and yes. you just have no idea what anyone's going through. 100%. So, 100%. That's powerful. Well, my next question is, you know, as a woman um, in corporate and all these things, like obviously like you're a beautiful, friendly person, very personable, awesome. I love her. Um, but I like the line between professional and friendly. And I know mm -hmm. as women, it can be difficult where people are perceiving us as, oh, they're flirting with me. And it's like, nah, man, I just <laughs> like, I'm just being funny. Like I'm just that guy, you know? Yes. But how do you balance where it's like, okay, I can be personal, I can be myself, I can be friendly, but not be taken as flirting in a corporate setting. That's such a great thing because I, I think so many, so many women struggle with that. And especially as we are very outgoing yeah. and very friendly. And I think it's important for you to know your boundary and you to know like, okay, I am okay with these things. I'm not okay with these things because there are being female also has an amazing power. And I have been able to get to places that men aren't able to because I'm female. Mm -hmm. Here's an example. Um, my first TV job, I was in the Delta in Mississippi. We covered the Memphis Grizzlies. 
and this is actually when LeBron was playing for the Heat. Okay. And so he um, he doesn't do pregame interviews. Like he just doesn't do these. Um, and I was the only female. I had my camera guy, my sports guy, was with me, and we all were in the locker room before the game. I was the only female in there. And so they interview all of these players that nobody knows because they never play. Um, so they're, they're the only people that are giving <laughs> interviews before the game. And so we were walking out, and I walked past like the training room area. And I see LeBron. And so I like walk back and then I'm like 22 and I'm so awkward. And I like walk backwards because I catch a glimpse of him. Right. And I see him and I'm, he goes, hey. And I like run away because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in trouble. Right. And he goes, hey. And I like come back and he's like, what are you doing in here? And I was like, hi, my name's Callie Carroll. I'm with WXVT. I'm here to get an interview. And he's like, well, do you want one? Oh, shit. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So of course my cameraman, my, he's a sports guy. He like pushes me. He's yeah. like, yes. I don't even know what I asked him. I was so nervous. I was probably like, do you like basketball? Like, I don't even remember the question. But that shows that, again, there were 20 other men yeah. all sweaty in there. Oh my gosh, it's on well. YouTube somewhere? It like... probably is. It's probably on one of my demo reels from when I was younger. But oh it's my just, gosh. You know, those things, if had I not been female, that wouldn't have happened. You yeah. know, and so there is a lot of power that comes with being female. The same way that, like I said, using those skill sets that are slightly different than men yeah. can get you in the room and can get you these things. But you just have to know, okay, am I okay, you know, going to a business dinner alone with a male customer or a potential customer? Am I okay going to these things? Am I okay? You know, and you just have to know what's okay. And I feel like as long as you keep the topics appropriate. Um, and again, I love sports, so I can talk sports with men all day and those types of things usually get me in the door, which is great. you know. But the other thing I tell people is the reason that I'm able to get in with these men is because every woman that are wives of these men in this town trust me because mm -hmm. I've built this reputation. They're probably like, yeah. thank goodness I don't have to talk about football with my husband because she can't, you know? Yeah. And so you break that trust one time, your career's over. So those are the things- Women like, listen up. Like. They do. And it's like, so once you build that reputation of, you know, this girl, yes, she's friendly. Yes, she's super energetic, but she's trustworthy. And she is, she's a guy's girl, but the women can trust her. And that's mm -hmm. something that I'm so grateful that, you know, that I've gained that reputation because it's allowed me to get in with, I mean, a lot of my customers are men. You know, and so to be outgoing, talk about sports, but there's a line and that line's not going to be crossed is right. super important for my career. So when that, like in a situation, they're like, oh, like trying to get in your personal life, asking you questions about your relationship status. Do you just like shut that down right away? You know, sometimes I don't because some of, some of my customers probably feel like I'm their daughter. I mean, truthfully, That's and awesome. they genuinely care about me like they would a daughter. And so there, I mean, there's things we definitely don't talk about, right. but you know, you know, <laughs> I, I recently got in a, in a relationship and so many of them are like, I saw you with this guy, you know, tell mm -hmm. me about this guy. And they're genuinely like, is he worthy of you? You know, yeah. they're, they're worried about this. We made up tonight. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like... So I just think that if you set that set that boundary and you're like, I am not, this is, these are my values and I will not go beyond that. Um, because I, I do, I go to dinner with customers. Um, we go to well-lit places that, you know, and my boss knows I'm going to be there. I make sure that, you know, if those are the situations now, typically I would say nine times out of 10, it's with their wives and things like that. But there's been a situation or two where they can only meet late, like mm -hmm. at, after hours, like at six o'clock. And so we just go to like, 
kind of like a hula hands or somewhere where it's yeah. like a lot of people, a family place and you can get that work done, you know, and mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten great deals, you know, especially after hours and things like that, but you just have to keep those pretty professional. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So obviously women, you know, don't feel discouraged because Callie out here is shining. And I mean, there's so many opportunities to use our skill set and use, you know, our pretty hair and our smile. Yes. Uh, you know, like, use what God gave you. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So on the flip side, obviously, I mean, there's been, there's also, you know, negative sides of being a woman in business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just look at my little jobs in the past of like, you know, working at like, oh, here's your burrito and stuff like that. You know, like little jobs like that where I've just experienced like little bits of harassment or feeling uncomfortable at work and addressing it and all these things. So have you, you know, in all your different jobs, <laughs> have you ever experienced a situation where you were harassed? And if so, how did you go about it? Um, I've been, I've been harassed. Yes. I think the thing that hurt the worst was I once had someone who, um, who wasn't my direct boss, but he was, um, my boss's boss. Um, and I was really working on some things that were, that were big, that were good and really good for, um, the company I was working for. And he told me to stay in my lane. And those words hurt worse than anything I've ever heard because he was not happy for my success, which ultimately makes him look good. He was mad that I got this deal and it wasn't him. And that bothered me so much. And like all I could think about at that time was like, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. And I will never have another man tell me to stay in my lane because me not staying in my lane was why I was a very big asset asset to my company. And so it was about the same time that my now CEO came to me and asked if I would come work for it. I'm like, good timing. Um, you know, and so that's what I mean by working for someone who, because I haven't always had amazing, I've had some good bosses and I've had some bosses that I've definitely learned how to not lead in the future. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you have, oh my goodness, when you have a boss that just really, really supports you, it's, it's night and day. It's night and day. Um, my boss now, if I was doing something, you know, if I have a good day or something, he is the first one to like put me on a, and clap me on, you know, it's just he, because he sees that he's like, of course, like I hired you. Like, of course I want you to do good. You know, I want you to do good for the the company and things like that. But I definitely have been in a place where, you know, men didn't always treat me the greatest and Mm -hmm. it was 100% because I was female. And then I also, at that time, some of the best learning lessons that I've had, because I learned how to manipulate the ideas I would put on the table and make them feel like they were their ideas, Mm, you know? And and that was something I had to be okay with. Like I had to be okay with not getting the credit. Um, and that that's building character building for sure. You know, when you see your ideas that were turned down three months ago and then those same ideas brought to the table by a man and they were accepted. Wow. That's tough. That's tough. But I think it teaches you, I learned so much about leadership and Mm -hmm. having a bad leader isn't always bad for learning. 
Let's put it that way. Now, your mental health is a lot better when you have a good leader. <laughs> let me put, let me tell you that. Yeah, as long as you have good counseling yes. going on, it's okay. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, girlfriends are amazing for that. Um, but it's also one of those things, I've had leaders that I'm like, I'm never going to treat my people like yeah. that in the future. I'm going to be a better friend, I'm gonna be a better leader. And so I think learning from bad leadership is sometimes pretty helpful, pretty helpful. So if you are in a situation where you have a bad leader, look for another job, but you should also take those things and just as long as you know who you are and you know where you want to go, learn from it. Learn mm-hmm. from it because you're gonna ha- you're gonna have crummy leaders. Yeah. And it's just I mean it's part of it. And I know that I would not be in the position I am today and the worker that I am today without some of those obstacles that I had to go over, especially some of the ones that were just not good bosses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but definitely look for another job. And I think you know another thing that was extremely helpful for me was having a group of strong girlfriends who were also in the business community. So, you know, and I was, I'm grateful. I've always had great girls in my life, but sometimes, you know, like my, my best girlfriend's a nurse. And while she has so many challenges, I mean, she's like trying to keep people alive every day. Her challenges are much different than mine in the business world. Yeah. So, you know, bless her heart. She's the best listener ever. And she'd hear me complain about these things, but she really didn't understand fully what I was going through. And so when I got some friends who were also going through, you know, men that maybe didn't respect them the way that they should, or, you know, just, just with coworkers and environments and things like that, it was really good to have other women in business around me. And they they weren't all in my field. They were all in different fields, but we were able to put ideas off of each other, bounce ideas. You know, I remember we'd bring ideas to the table and, you know, it's good just to hear someone support you. You know, I remember I was wanting to ask for a raise and talking to them beforehand really helped me get that confidence of how I should go about that and how I should ask for those things. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the, I mean, it was transformative for my career when I got other good girlfriends and I guarantee they would say the same thing. There were times over COVID that we would, we would FaceTime and we would just like cry. Like we literally would just cry to each other about how horrible that day was. Um, but the things we would give each other ideas of how we could attack those things to make them better. So just having, I mean, and again, I met them through chamber events. I went to chamber events and the under 40, it's called the network. Mm -hmm. I met them through there and there's some of my really good I'm thinking about joining that. Uh, (laughs) You have to, and I'd love for you to be my guest. It's, it was transformative for my career because I mean, I got to meet so many amazing young professionals in Springfield that had like like-minded thinking as I did. And they're thinking of let's do what we can to make Springfield the best place. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it, one, it energizes you and it makes you realize, okay, I'm not alone. But then as I developed those stronger friendships with these girls that are fabulous women and just like killing it as moms and business women and, you know, also involved in nonprofits, it's just really good to have that support system because it's not always going to be easy. And even like when you're in a hard job, like, like, I mean, my job, I love it every single day, but there's still challenges and to have someone that you can vent to that understands and they know that you're not just complaining you're just right. like i'm stuck in this and and it's probably good for like my other friendships that they're not hearing me complain yeah the ones that don't necessarily understand the struggles so having yeah. a good group of girlfriends who understand the business community is also very important for success write this down you guys this is just freaking <laughs> gold like uh so that kind of goes into my next question so like as a young woman like 
it could be like me, like just graduated college or you're about to graduate or even a guy, you know, equality. Um, <laughs> as a young entrepreneur, just kind of getting into your career, what would you say is like some of the best advice you could give? It's a great question. I mean, I think I, I go back to, you know, the one about being yourself. I really think, and I think the other thing, you know, my current CEO, now he, he had me do an exercise before I came here and he's like, what do you want to do? That sounds like a simple question. It took me three weeks to think about what I wanted to do. What do I really like doing? Mm -hmm. And that was such a big mind opening thing of what do I want to do? I don't know. When he asked me that question, I don't know. And so I really thought about it and I was like, well, what do I like doing? I like being around people. I like being around people. I like loving on people and really learning their stories and getting to know those people and then seeing how I can best help them. I love helping people. I, those are the things I like doing. I like media. I liked writing. I liked doing social media, that type of thing. But I really ultimately loved relationships. Do you guys see why I love this person? Like <laughs> I like blink and it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's you in eight years. So, you know, I just, these are the things, I, but I never thought that that was a job. Yeah. And so he really showed me that, okay, if you do something and you create a brand around it, whatever that might be, if your thing is, I like doing podcasts, I like doing social media, and I like doing web design, whatever that is, there's a job for that. So if you become the best at what you're doing, your future, you can write your job description. And that's genuinely, I wrote my job description. So yeah. I think that's the thing that I have learned the most over when you find something you're really passionate about and you really enjoy it, be the best at it. And then there's a job in the future for you that goes around that. And again, I've done three different, totally different career things. I've loved all three. And I think each one of them has led me to the next job. It's also taught me um, to appreciate different aspects of different careers. So in news, the thing I liked the most was telling people stories. Now today, as being in business development, when I listen to people's stories, that helps me better understand their business to see how I can better help them. Wow. So all of these things are interconnected. And I think it's important, everything you do, every job you do, whether it's my first job was like working at a bakery. In college, I worked at um, Victoria's Secret and I sold bras. Yeah, girl. <laughs> the things I learned from that job was how amazing women were. And I loved, I remember being in the fitting rooms with women and who had just had like double, you know, a double mastectomy. And they're back there crying because, mm -hmm. you know, their body looks totally different than it once did. And from that, I remember crying with these women in, in the fitting rooms, but learning how to love people and learning how to empathize and learning how to help them in a bra to help make their life better. Yeah. So that's basically what I do now, but just not with a bra. You know, I'm learning their story, learning what, what, what their struggles are, learning, you know, about their business and then seeing what I can do to help them, whether that's getting them a loan, whether that's, you know, help helping them get a different, you know, become a shareholder to make money for their kids in the future, whatever that is, it's all about listening and learning. And so every job that you do, no matter how crummy it is, you can learn from it for your future career goals. That's amazing. And even just everything you said, it's like you being in that fitting room, you know, 
in the big screen things like oh she was like changing something in that moment like you uh, you know the details of that and yeah. who knows what that woman how that helped her life you know mm-hmm. and so that's just so powerful to me and i'm like oh yes but it's, i mean and just that's another thing like you don't never know what what you do and what connections you're making will help you down the road. That's right. Like my former CEO, I met, or my CEO now, I met from my former job. And, you know, my I had a really good girlfriend who worked already here at the bank and she introduced me to him. And, you know, I could have acted a fool and like totally ignored him, but I really did develop a relationship, a friendship with, with him and his wife and made me really get to know him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the kind of place I want to work. You know, I obviously heard my friend talk about the culture and how great it's a destination employer. Like people want to go work here because the way he treats his employees. And that's so powerful. Yeah. And so through that, that relationship, I, you know, got to know him and I really got to know that like this guy is who he says he is. I see the way he treats his wife. I see the way he treats his employees and that's something I want to be a part of. So again, relationships, they will lead you all kinds of ways, but you never know the relationships you're making now, how they will impact you in the future. Period. Period. <laughs> Mike drop. Mike drop. <laughs> so now I have a little more of like personal oh, fun, the fun stuff. stuff. The okay. Fun stuff. Hit me with the fun stuff. <laughs> the fun stuff. So our relationship status, um, single taken complicated. Where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel very um Carrie Bradshaw-ish because I was I was single girl. I mean, all of my girlfriends are basically married um, and having kids, and I was always like the third, the fifth, and the seventh wheel everywhere I went. Um, and after a lot of encouragement from my girlfriends, I finally got myself out there, um, and I am 100% taken. And I'm in a relationship. Sorry, boys. That's not complicated. <laughs> and I think that's the other thing is you know oh, when it's yeah. right, it's not complicated. Oh and my so, gosh, that just spoke to my soul. Yes. <laughs> and I think you know, and I I was the girl. I really didn't look for dating. Like I, all I cared about was my career, especially in my early twenties girlfriend. I was going to bed at 6 PM, 7 PM because I was waking up at 1 AM to go do the morning news. So you talk about not having a dating life. I didn't have a life, let alone a dating life. So, you know, after I got out of news, then I moved back and my dad was my priority. You know, before he passed away, I wanted to spend every waking moment with him. And so it was right before the pandemic that I was like, okay, you know, I think I'm ready to maybe start dating. Well, then the pandemic happened. And so it was 2021 that I was like, okay, I'm ready to get out there. And I did. I got out there and went on a lot of first dates. So where did you meet these guys for first dates? So a lot of them were setups um, from friends. Who were like, I have this we guy. We love that. No, oh, we yeah. hate that. It's <laughs> awful. Um, so, you know, and some of these guys, I will say, were really good guys. They were great guys. They were not my guy. Um, and I never knew why. I never knew why. until now I know what like it should feel like um but the story of how I met my now boyfriend I had girlfriends that were like you have to get on a dating app Cal you have I'm like I'm not doing it I know too many people that's mortifying they're like so I was actually this is where the hallmark story comes in I was one of my best girlfriends from childhood since like age five she moved to Fayetteville this past August and so I was down there with some of my other high school girlfriends and their husbands. We went to a Razorback game, went to a football game. After the game, we went back to her house and we were sitting out on her back patio and they were like, you need to get on a dating app. And so I was like, okay, I'll do it. 
And it, they're like, but if you don't, you just have to do it till Christmas. Okay. It's right before Thanksgiving okay, at this right. time. I was like a month. I can do a month. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to meet anybody. I'll just delete it by the end of the year. So I come back to Springfield. So which one do they want you to get on? Bumble. So they okay. wanted me to get on Bumble. Gotcha, gotcha, I'd gotcha. previously done Hinge and it was like awful. So I was like, yeah. you know, at least I controlled the Bumble. <laughs> so okay, we did Bumble. Okay. So we did Bumble. And so I didn't do anything after Thanksgiving. I was like, okay, it's the beginning of December. Let me try this. I met three people on there. Um, the first one, he he was a doctor, super smart. He did not have there any There are doctors sense of, on Bumble? There are lots of doctors on Bumble. Um, but he didn't think I was funny, and I didn't like that. He didn't laugh. Like, he's like, I speak five languages. And I was like, um, I... Obviously I, not yeah, humor. Like, like what? He, just, well, he didn't laugh. And I was like, you know, you're great, but, like, this isn't going to go anywhere. Um, the second one, I found out, also had a girlfriend in Kansas City. And I basically was like, <laughs> I'm not looking to be a side piece in Springfield. Like, uh. so, Bye. So then the third one, I knew he lived in Northwest Arkansas, but I was like, you know, let's just talk and let's see. And I knew like in the first five messages back and forth, okay, this guy's different. So I wouldn't even give him my phone number because I was terrified that he was going to murder me or something. So (laughs) we messaged back and forth on the app for two full weeks. Okay. And so my girlfriend from Fayetteville was in town. We were going to have dinner that night. I was like, Hey Molly. I was like, I met this guy on Bumble and he lives in Northwest Arkansas. So if this does work out, like, can, can we maybe, can I come stay with you and like meet him? She's like, Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Let me see a picture. So I was showing her pictures of him and he had just sent me a picture of his Christmas lights. Cause he just had his Christmas lights done. And she's like, did he build that house? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, who was his builder? And so I text, I message him and Hey, what's up, man? Like, who's your, your builder? Exactly. We've been talking for two weeks. I'm asking these crazy questions. So basically we find out, um, make a long story short, they shared a back fence. They're neighbors. Whoa. So when we were sitting on her back porch, I was staring at his house that was in it's her like back unintentional stalker. Like. Yes. So again, he lives two hours away from me here, but he was my childhood best friend's neighbor. And they Insane. didn't know each other. Yeah. So for our first date, I she hopped went the down there. I basically, exactly. I'm like, well, I'll stay at her house and just maybe like crawl over the fence. I'm so, dead. Yeah. So the rest is history. So now, you know, I get to see my girlfriend and her baby and her husband and, and my boyfriend now. That's so, amazing. Yes. So then would you say like, are you like, okay, ladies, like get on Bumble or what? So how do you feel about that? Very anti. I was literally, cause they had been trying for years yeah. to get me on dating apps and I just was not interested. And I, there are a lot of horrible men on dating apps. Yes. I am not hundred percent, but you know, we talk about this. Seth and I talk about this all the time and it's like, I would have never, even though he was that close to my friend, I don't think we would have met. Cause like, what was he going to do? Like holler over the fence? Having a barbecue. So it's like, you know, had we not been on Bumble, like we wouldn't have met. And so like, again, like I'm very spiritual. It's a hundred percent a God thing, how it happened, but me getting on Bumble, we wouldn't have met. So I am very for, you know, put yourself out there, whether it's a dating app or whether it's, you know, getting set up with things. Yeah. Um, I think that was another thing, you know, me going on all those dates were not wasted because going on those dates, I really learned what was important because again, you at 22, 22, 22 for like two more weeks. Yes. So you at 22, you know, I know me at 22, the things that were important aren't so important now at 30, now 31. 
And so I just really think that going out with all those, on those dates, I realized, okay, these are the things I'm looking for. Yeah. These are the things that aren't so important. Um, you know, I think, you know, someone who I know my, I had a list, all girls have a list. Everyone's got a list. Yes. Like. And I think that, you know, as I went on some of those dates, I started thinking to myself like, well, you know, maybe if they just check like two of the things on the list and not all five, and, you know, so you're like settling and started, you know, and again, those were one and two dates and done. But then once I've met the, I'm like, he checks everything on my list. Like every single thing. Like I wanted a godly man. I wanted a man who was very interested, you know, into his career and very motivated. Someone was close with his family, someone that was funny. And those were the top five. And he has all of those, you know? So I think don't settle, don't settle, ladies, you know? And again, I'm I met him. I was 30. I turned 31 last month. And so it's like, bro, she's so hot. Like (laughs) she looks like she's like 24, like start Botox young, (laughs) but you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, I started getting bitter and I was like, I'm not going to let myself do this because I have enough confidence as myself, you know? And I'm like, I am not going to settle you girlfriend, you are a catch and don't let any guy think that you're not because again, and we, you know, we talked about this beforehand, but I, a lot of my customers and a lot of people I work with are older men. Mm -hmm. And I mean like much older, like it'd probably be my grandpa. And you know, they think I'm like the coolest thing ever, you know? So I'm like these men that have been around a lot longer than I have, you know, or like if I had a grandson, I'd set him up with you. And I'm like, why can't guys my own age? Like I genuinely was not getting hit on a lot by guys my own age. And Mm -hmm. so I just had to tell myself, I'm like, you know, I'm not settling. There is a guy out there that will value the things I bring to the table. Yeah. And it's true. It eventually, you know, but I don't think I found those people. I don't think I found him earlier in my life because my heart wasn't ready. It really wasn't. It wasn't. And I think, you know, at the time I thought I was ready, but whether it was, you know, school, I was getting my master's, you know, it was my career. It was taking care of my dad and getting to spend that time with him before he passed away. I didn't, you know, and then after he passed away, my heart needed to heal. And so that happened, you know, and then I, I had a dog that died at 19. So, so sorry. he was in my life for 19 years. Like it was the greatest thing that I got to keep him for that long. But I met my now boyfriend three weeks after my dog died. And you know, my mom always laughs. She's like, because your dog took your whole heart, you like had no space <laughs> for anyone else. So, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, be yeah. patient. And I know that that sounds so cliche. And of course, here's the girl that's like so happy in her relationship now saying that, but I haven't always been that girl. Yeah. And I know people told me the same thing and I would just roll my eyes, but they're like, be patient. Like, do not settle. You are a catch. You bring something to the table. You, you know, whether it's whatever it is that's important to you, don't settle on those things because there is a guy out there yeah. that when it's the right time, will appreciate it. That's so powerful. And I, we live in a culture of like instant gratification. If yes. I want it, I got it. If I swipe, come over like, and it's, it's not filling your soul. No, no. And no. I think we put up with being treated poorly and it's like, stop it. Like it just kills me, you know? Yeah. And, like, and me, I'm a communicator and to have those so surface le- level conversations, yeah. you know, and when you really meet someone who you're supposed to be with, those conversations, I mean, our second and third time we talked, we talked about religion and finances. <laughs> like you the two biggest deep. things sometimes of like you divorce. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, we're just going to put this out on the table now. And like, yeah, everything that was important and like, like big deal things we were on the same page on, Wow, you know, and we'd probably been dating for two months. And I just remember we looked at each other and we're like, 
is it supposed to be this easy? Like we had never had that, you know? Well, I always remembered, you know, like worrying, like if I hadn't talked to him that day, like, oh my gosh, are they, you know, do they not think about me the yeah. same way? You know, and it's like, I haven't had, you know, five months in and it's like, we communicate extremely well. I know where I stand. He's never given me any reason to doubt myself or doubt our relationship. And I'm like, this is how it's supposed Confident to be. Confident and secure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'd always have friends that had told me like, when you know, you know, you know, and real relationships are different when it's right. It's right. And you know, it's just, it's, you know, and I don't want to like, but it's a, it's a God thing. No, like, I and mean, it hundred yeah. percent is. And you know, we're very much on the same page on that. And we both were the same way. Like we're like religion and Christ was going to be in the center of our relationship. And that was important to us. Yeah. And so if, and you know, if that's something, especially you as a female, if that's something you prioritize, put that out there at the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, and I was the, I was there once, you know, where I was like, well, okay, maybe, you know, he, he says he goes to church, but like, he's not really, you know, mm -hmm. he's not really living the life. It's okay. No, it's not. No, yeah. it's not because, you know, and again, great for those guys, but that's not the right guy for you. If that's mm -hmm. something that you value, put that first and God will help you yeah. find that person. And it's true in the sense of like, that always comes out, whether yes. that's in the beginning of a relationship or later on, you'll, it'll come out that you're not on the same page. Yes. And so don't get to where you're just like, I just want some, no, you don't, because it might be okay for two or three months, but then those things are going to start coming out and it's going to be like, okay, we are not on the same page on these yeah. really important things. And that's just, it's not going to go anywhere. So be honest with yourself, be honest with your partner from day one. And even though, you know, that might be 12 first dates that you have to go on, yeah. like I did, you know, but it's like, isn't that a movie too? Like, I know she's like, I realize 50 and, first dates. <laughs> I did 12 first dates in 2021. <laughs> and again, not all those guys were bad. They just weren't my guy. Yeah. And I just think that whether it's, you know, put your top three, whatever your top three important things are, do not settle on those for anything, for anything. Those are your top three. And pray about it. I mean, seriously, yeah. it's like, I, if it's a desire of your heart, if it's something that you're like, I want to meet mm -hmm. a man, I want a relationship, a godly relationship where we like literally set the world on fire for good. Yeah. Don't stop praying about that. That's right. <laughs> and some people are honestly afraid to be alone physically, yes, yes. emotionally, and mentally. And it's like, if you want to be in a healthy relationship, yeah. like work through your baggage, pray, make sure you're 100%. ready to like yeah. be in a healthy, like make sure you're good, bro. Yes, and you know, and I think, you know, the thing, me being 30, when I met him, like I was fully myself. Like I was 100%. There was no, you know, they say you need to find someone to complete you. I don't agree with that. Like yeah. I was a 100% complete person and I found another complete person and together we just vibe. I mean, yeah. it is like the craziest thing, but he, I mean, he is super successful in his career and really, you know, motivated. And so he's a very, you know, strong man. And he thinks it's incredible that I am like super passionate about my work and super passionate. Like yeah. I serve on like five nonprofit boards and he's like, <laughs> Slight when, flex, yeah, like you know, but he's like, can we go support? I mean, he thinks it's awesome. Yeah. He thinks he's a man. Things, yes. And so being a strong female, like he is the first person to cheer me on and not wow. be intimidated by those things because he's a complete person himself. And so while we love being together and have a lot of fun together, we also are very complete people by ourselves, which makes it a lot healthier too. Yeah. You're not relying on someone, you know, to complete who you are as a person. You're just 
they're helping you become the best version of yourself. This is such a huge moment, I think, for young women because, you know, they don't, a lot of times we don't value ourselves and we find a lot of our self worth in what we do and how we're treated. And it's like, if you take a look in the mirror, are you confident in doing life by yourself? spiritually, emotionally, physically, work-wise, like, and once you can get to that place, then you're not, you're not seeking anything. You're just living your life. And you are so, I mean, to be where you are already at 22, (laughs) like, it just blows my mind, you know, and I, something I really struggled with when I was your age was comparing myself. And I compared myself, whether it was, you know, oh, this girl got this job that I wanted, or, you know, well, I'm really good at what I'm doing. Why am I not getting, you know, noticed? Yeah. And at the time it was, well, why am I not getting that job at that next market I wanted, you know? And the second that I stopped comparing myself to other people and I found what it was that I was good at. So at that time at 22, I was trying to do like these really hard nosed like stories about like murder and stuff like that. That is not me. Like I hated it. I hated it. And so that's when I started Callie on the job. There was a super light, fun moment where, you know, we have enough horrible things mm-hmm. on TV. This was the one four minute segment where people got to smile and laugh. Yeah. And so I just focused on that, focused on me. And it's crazy how things started happening for me. And so if I can give anyone advice, just don't worry about other people. Stop comparing yourself. It's going to happen for you. It's going to happen for you in the right time. Yeah. So just keep your head down, focus on things you're doing and becoming a whole person as yourself. And the careers will happen, the career, the right jobs, the men will come your way, the right men. But once you become a complete person yourself, that's the most important. So in your early twenties, you have all these girlfriends and it's like, embrace that, embrace Mm -hmm. that time. And seasons of life are so important. And it's like, you know, whether you're in that early twenties, I remember, you know, we'd go on vacations and we'd like have no money, like, but we'd get put all of our money together right. and like get a hotel room and like eight of us stay in like a Taco Bell yeah. for seven days. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But looking back, like that was some of the most fun times of our life, yeah. you know? And so really live in this moment. And, you know, as you're building up your career, take notes on what you're learning. And, you know, I, I was coming back from New York city like this past fall and I got to sit by this girl who was 22 and she was coming back from her first job interview and she was a student at Missouri state. And I just remember talking to her. And of course, like she thought like that I was the greatest thing because Mm -hmm. I, you know, in my career and things. And truthfully, this girl like energized me in the most incredible way. And I, you know, she reached out to me later and I of course followed up about the job and I just told her, I'm like, girl, you gave me like, cause she was like, you just really inspired. I'm like, you inspired me because looking back at 20, like, I, again, I wish I was 22 or 23 and could relive those days because I worried so much about like what people thought about me and like, if I wasn't at the right place in my career and here she was just like flying halfway across the country for a job interview. And I'm like, girlfriend, yeah. like you have the rest of your, like, you've just got to embrace this moment, but it just really energized me about how there's so many strong women. And it just makes me so happy to know yeah. that like the next group behind me is like killing it. And yeah. so, you know, seeing you just do a podcast, like that is such a huge thing. Like, I really think, I mean, oh, I'm like, goodness, I wish that when I was your age, like podcasts were a thing, you know? And I'm like, I would have loved doing something like that. So I just think it's awesome that you're doing things that you enjoy and that put your name out there. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I didn't meet awesome. LeBron, but like, you know, <laughs> you'll have your moment. You'll have your moment. I appreciate that. <laughs> so just to transition just a little bit, um, 
career-wise, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment? Oh, man. I know, I know. I'm like, ah, I hit you with that one. Biggest like, accomplishments. You know, I think about things that I'm, I mean, proud of and things like that. I genuinely think the things that I'm most proud of are some of the things I've done that I don't get paid for. Wow. <laughs> like, I mean, I think, like, I really, really love being, I'm on a board, Champions Committed to Kids, where we put kids with special needs on teams that, that really can't compete. They just get to go to the practice and they get to sit on the bench and things like that. And I get the most enjoyment out of, you know, these events that we have with these kids. I mean, genuinely, and I know that sounds like the PR answer to say, but it's like, if I was thinking about like my biggest, like my, the accomplishment that gives me the warm fuzzies, it's, we have this event every fall and these, you know, kids with special needs get to be the star of the show for that night. And so they have college athletes asking for their autographs. Oh my god! And they get to go on stage and sign like their letter of intent surrounded by college <laughs> athletes. Precious. So those are the things, I mean, like that's the thing that I helped chair and like put on that event. That's my most proud of it. I mean, truthfully, every year I'm like, I look forward to yeah. fall signing event, you know? So that's something that I really, you know, it's not an accomplishment, but it's something that I feel like I've kind of put my stamp and yeah. like helped make Springfield a little bit of a better place. Those are the things, you know, getting involved. And that was also, you know, it's a good career move to get involved, but it's also just good for your soul. It <laughs> you is. Know? And it's helping other people helping makes other you people. realize the world is bigger than your problems. Especially, like, you know, when COVID was happening, it's like we had so much negative around us yeah. to be able to say, you know, like I kind of helped a couple things make this area a better place. And I just think it's important to have those things for perspective. It's important to have those things just to not just worry about yourself all the time. Yeah. And as a former, like I'm an only child, like I can get selfish. So it's good to have those things. Just to Me keep too. I'm check. not an only child, but yes. my siblings know. Yes. <laughs> but just to keep yourself in check and things like that. I think that, you know, I, I have some career things I'm proud of, but I think the things I've done for the community, I think those make me feel yeah. even better. <laughs> Well, I think even just a short time of us getting to know each other, I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, your whole thing is loving people, you know, overwhelming them by knowing them and understanding them and giving to them. And so it just makes sense that that would be the biggest thing for your heart, you know? Yeah, it, it really is. And I, I mean, any special needs is like my like jam. Like you talk about yeah. something that speaks to my heart and it's like, I just... I want to love on them. them. They're so fun. And we have dance parties and a lot of fun. Uh, Invite me. I'm there. I'm there. I will. Get ready. September. I'll call you. On the calendar. (laughs) So as we close, I always like to ask my guests like three little things. I'm always like, what what do you want to have as your legacy? What's your favorite song? And what was your favorite quote? That's kind of how I like to end all my shows. I know it's like three, like boom, boom, boom. But (laughs) okay. So my favorite quote is um it's a dolly pardon one go off queen yes um it takes a lot of money to look this cheap i think is probably my favorite quote and you know i have a very unique style and it's like the bigger the gaudier the better i love it so um clearly i don't look like a banker um and i never want to dress like a banker either guys her outfit is so cute like it's so cute i was like oh shoot like (laughs) and my pink fur in here so you know i just think it's really um that that quote speaks to me um my legacy you know people always say what's next for you or like where where do you see yourself in five years and my answer to that question is always 
in five years, I see myself happy and successful. And I think, you know, I don't ever want to put myself in a box. If I would have put myself in a box and said, you know, because if you would have asked me six years ago, what, what are you going to be doing in five years? I would have been like, I'm going to be a news anchor for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I would have missed out on so many crazy opportunities had I just put myself in that box. I mean, I got to be working for a college athletics team and go to the Sweet 16 with Lady Bears and do some of these really cool things that I would have missed out on, you know, and then that led me to this job that I absolutely love. So I don't ever say like, oh, I see myself, you know, running a company or I see myself being a CEO. Could I? Yeah. But is that the end all be all? No, because I know that whatever my path is, as long as I keep those two things in mind, I want to be happy and successful. And I think it'll lead me to those things, whatever that is. And I forgot what the third question was. Um, the third one was, what's your favorite song? Favorite song? Mm. All-time favorite song. All-time. So it's it's specific because there are several renditions, but, and this is probably going to age me because you probably don't know what this is. Try me. Okay, um, A Walk to Remember. Okay. Do you know it with Mandy Moore? No, probably not. The movie? Yes. So I'm not a TV show okay, girl. Okay, okay. But in there, it's Dancing with the Moon, Dancing in the Moonlight. I love that song. By Topless. Yes. Yeah. So that is the, so it's in that movie because there's several Dancing in the Moonlight. That's a great song. Dancing in the Moonlight is like my happy, happy song. Anytime it comes on, I'm going to be in a, in a good mood. That's so. so amazing. Yeah. It's not a current, but it is my favorite song. Hey, sometimes the current <laughs> is not it. Like, yes. I mean, my dad's like a musician, so I love Bill Withers. Oh, I love all okay. That. So you're well-rounded. Yeah, you know. Well-rounded. You know Cultured. <laughs> Cultured. Sort it. of. But. Very, cool. Very uh, cool. Well, thank you so much, Callie, it's for coming so on here fun. today. I love you so much. So I fun. I was like, oh, it's our first date. I'm just <laughs> Um, yeah, well, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, like I said, I love you guys. People listen from all over. Last week, I had listeners from Australia, Russia, UK. Like, oh you goodness. seriously, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are crazy. Uh, but yeah, definitely keep tuning in. I have a lot of other interviews coming up in the next few months. And yeah, so I love you guys. Follow, subscribe. Oh, okay, bye.